Hello and welcome. I am Piers Ridyard, CEO of RDX Works, a core developer of the decentralized finance protocol Radix, a public ledger entirely focused on bringing DeFi into the mainstream. This is our podcast, The DeFi Download, a show about decentralized finance and all things crypto, where we dive into the details of the products, assets, and services that are powering the DeFi revolution. Today, I'm joined by Tommy Johnson, co-founder of SciFi. SciFi is a two-sided DeFi marketplace for structured products, which lets people earn yield on their assets they already own and traders to either hedge or leverage their portfolio. Tommy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. All right. So let's start off with what is a structured product? That's a complicated question. A structured <laughs> product is a group of different assets or products that make up a single new product. So I'll, I'll give you some examples to break <laughs> it down. It's like we a meta have, product. It's, a, it's, 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 the, it's, the, it's the meta product of the finance space. Exactly. That's, that's the best way to describe it. So there are uh, spread structured products, covered calls, secured puts. I mean, this is, these are kind of products that sci-fi actually wraps up and, yep. and tokenizes. And so you could a covered call selling strategy just sells calls week to week. A call is where you specify a strike price. And yep. you're, if you're selling the call, you're taking the position that the price of the underlying asset, let's say Solana, for example, would not cross that strike price or go above it. Let's right. say it's $25 given today's price uh, yep. by the expiration date of the call. So uh, let's secure. give us like a, an actual example. I own some Solana and I'm like, I'm holding on to this Solana. I'm, I'm, I'm long Solana. Solana's good for me. I'm happy with it. So I don't think I'm going to sell it for the next year. So what I want to do is I want to earn some extra yield on it. Now, a covered call, you have to own the underlying to be able to sell the call, right? Correct. So I own Solana. I've got 100 Solana, right? And I go onto your platform. And I go, right, in the next 30 days, it seems like everyone on crypto Twitter thinks that Solana is going to moon. I don't actually think it's going to moon. I think it's going to take another like couple of months. So to, to, to arbitrage that, to, to take, make some profit, what I'll do is I will sell the upside on my asset. I'm going, I think it's only ever good. I think it's, whatever it's trading at today, I only think it's going to go 20% above this in the next two weeks. So I'm willing to sell the 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 upside to a trader who will buy from me the 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 asset increase over 20% of current strike price so let's say current strike price they sorry current traded price is $25 let's say it's $25 so i will sell someone $30 a $30 option the $30 strike price option on my solana and your protocol will let me do that cuz i own the solana so i lock up the solana and then in two weeks time, and I'm assuming these are European options or are they American, uh, European options? European. Right. So European option means that it can only be called at the date. You can't call it before American options. You can call it anytime up to the date. European options, 
that day is the day, right? So two weeks time, if it's at $30 or above, I pay whatever the, the, the trader makes, whatever above that, that the price is. So it's at $40, then the trader is basically making $10 per option they bought because I sold it at 30 the price is at $40, $10 per, per option. If the tra- if it's below that and it only gets to, you know, $29, then I make all of the money. The trader had to pay me for the right to have that. I made all of the money. And, th- and, and that's essentially what a structured structure, what a, what a covered call is, right? Correct. That's exactly right. Okay. And, and, and when that happens, is the is the amount of money that the trader makes is that coming out of my Solana? Correct. Everything is denoted in the underlying, just so right. that way it makes it simple. You don't have to deposit Solana or USDC into these kinds of products. So it, you actually just lose a percentage of your Solana based on uh, how much percent out of the money. So in your use case where it's forty dollars and the strike price was thirty dollars, you'd lose about twenty five percent of your underlying Solana that you had deposited. So and I, if, well, and I, they're, they're paying in Solana too. So you're compounding your Solana when uh, the options do not get assigned. Right. So I've gone, I've gone, I haven't lost, I haven't lost value per se. The value of Solana has gone up, but I've lost the number of Solana I own because the, the value went up more than where I thought it was. So a lot of the time uh, people talk about this as as selling volatility, and that's essentially what I'm doing. I'm selling the volatility of the asset. So I'm selling the potential upside of an asset over a certain price for the view that I will be able to make, I'll be able to make carry, I'll be able to make money from people paying me for that right more than I will from the losses of the asset actually mooning and most of my portfolio amount disappears and I sold, you know, I sold the right to have the ability to have all of the upside in my portfolio for a a smaller amount of money. And just so that people understand, for a two-week, you know, covered call on Solana, how how much would I be expecting to make on that? Uh, right now we do weekly options. That's generally like the most, what most interest is in the market. And, uh, just looking at the historical performance last week, it made 0.35% just on that week alone. Uh, overall the aggregate is looking like 12% APY, uh, for Solana covered calls. And again, this is all the APY APY depends. 0.13% in a given week period it was 0.35 percent last week bigger one 0.35 percent okay so 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 the 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 payoff is asymmetric it's it's not it's not it's not a um it doesn't look like a neat curve it was it's not something that people would just look at this and go oh you know i put like i would in ave right i put my money in ave i put my solana wrap solana in this case in ave or, or um, my ETH in Aave, or my USDC in Aave, and I'll either make more yield or less yield, but I won't lose any of my principal. In this case, I can kind of end up making, I, I, can, I can end up in these weird payoff scenarios where I can end up making lots and lots of money, and then suddenly I make no money, and then I'm in loss. Uh, and Correct. that can actually happen quite quickly, depending right. on how volatile the asset is. Yep, that's exactly correct. So we've categorized this as as a more risky product than than a uh, 
an over-collateralized borrow lending product like Aave. Right. So, so why does the market need this? Why is this useful? When yields were really low across an, you know, a lower interest rate environment, and so what I mean by that is we've seen the Fed hike interest rates uh, to levels they haven't seen in, in many years. Um, there was still a lot of volatility in the crypto space, and that volatility led to high yields on set on these kinds of strategies and these structured products. Uh, in, in an environment like today, you know we can recognize that there are other places that you can park your assets and money, depending on what you're holding. Uh, obviously, you can't put Solana into treasuries, but if you're putting USDC into a uh, a structured product like a secured put that collateralized in USDC, you know it might not be the risk reward might not be worth it because these products you are taking some directional risk. So I think a lot of these products whether it's the covered calls, secured puts, or a structured product that uses a combination of multiple options, it really just depends on um, on the directional view you're taking because there is some directional view right. of these products, unlike Aave. Right. So this is not a sort of like leave it and, and see what happens in a year's time kind of product, but this but but it does give the opportunity for people to make uh, actually quite impressive yields um, on on the assets that they hold. And on the other side, like the people who are buying these products, who are, are buying sort of a, a covered call or a secured put, like what 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 is the what functionality does that what useful functionality does that provide to market actors? Why why does that need to exist? So there's speculators, people who believe that volatility is going to increase or the price is going to moon. Like let's say Solana, that example, you may think it's going to stay under 30. They might think it's going to break out past 30 and they want to buy those options or at least bid on them uh, to try and win uh, so they can take that directional view. And, and that I would classify as people who are speculating. They have some sort of market opinion or market view. And then there's other more institutional market makers that have positions in a bunch of other products, whether it's perpetual futures, dated futures, and just holding tokens, they may be hedging across their book. Mm -hmm. So they may be buying uh, that volatility to not take a direction, but to even out some direction that their book has put them in. Right. So this is the, the there's like the ability for people to and and just to sort of like explain that a bit more. I could buy Solana at twenty five bucks, or I could spend twenty five dollars in covered call options that are priced out of the money. So you know, it's, current price is twenty five dollars. Uh, I I buy options at thirty dollars to buy at thirty dollars, so twenty percent market movement. But I can buy, you know, each one of those options maybe costs me a couple of dollars, and so I can buy many, many more times. In this case, more than ten times more exposure to that asset in the covered calls than I can in in owning the underlying. But I'm taking a very narrow time horizon on this i'm basically betting on the underlying volatility of the asset over that time horizon the one week period so i can really exactly. i can really leverage up i could take the other position though and i think like honestly this is where i think the utility is much more in these products from a 
from a um, from a why is this necessary in the market point of view rather than just a gambling point of view. If I own if I own a big portfolio of assets, but I think that there's going to be a big negative movement, and at the same time, let's say I'm lending out some of those assets, and I don't want to get margin called on my assets, I could take a covered I could take a uh, a put on the asset that I'm lending out. So let's say that I'm I'm I've got ETH. And I'm in my MakerDAO vault and I've taken out some DAI, made some DAI stablecoin from my ETH. And now I'm doing something and I've locked it up. And I'm like, I, I want to, I don't want to no longer be long ETH. I, I don't want to get zeroed out of my, uh, out of my MakerDAO vault, out of my CDP. I don't want to remove my DAI because I'm providing liquidity to something that actually matters. But now I need to make sure that if the Ethereum price drops, I don't end up in a situation where I can't cover the, the payback that I need to do in my MakerDAO vault. So what I'll do is I'll go short Ethereum. I will take, I'll buy a secured put from, um, uh, sci-fi and then i can cover that position on the on the like on the potential that the market moves against me but now i'm able to hedge my risk and i think this is a really important new thing that's going to come into the market more and more which is this ability to hedge um, your risk of your uh, exposure especially as leverage and more and more sort of composability of these financial primitives, the way in which people are sort of like putting, taking one financial primitive, putting it into another, then taking that, putting it into another, and then taking that, putting it into another, like you're seeing in Curve, like you're seeing in, you know, like we saw in Popsicle Finance, like we saw in Magic Internet Money, and like we're sort of seeing, I think this next wave of DeFi is becoming even more sophisticated. Um, so that that's where I see sort of the real value coming from. Um, are you seeing a lot of people using your protocol for hedging or is it mostly for speculation at the moment? Uh, I, I think a lot of it is speculation right now. Uh, TVL has has significantly gone out with the broader market over the last nine to 12 months. Uh, so there's less institutional um, demand on either side, but we have more savvy, smaller players that uh, are definitely hedging some positions, but I, I'm, I'm going to guess and I don't have data to back this up, that a lot of it is is still speculation uh, with directional views. Um, but it, going back to like what your point about all these plug and play pieces and, and the uh, incredible breakdown of how you might want to hedge uh, your risk when you're borrowing DAI against your ETH, that kind of led us to building a borrow lending protocol that takes these structured product tokens as collateral. Not only does that give more capital efficiency for the people who want to uh, purchase these uh, these options where they could deposit um, deposit assets and, and, and borrow against those, earn yield, and and make purchases. But those who are holding these these vault tokens, if you're holding secured puts or holding uh, you know short secured puts, then those can be priced, and you can actually just borrow straight against those. And we'd love to see other borrow lending protocols actually integrate that because it is such a useful case to hedge. Uh, positions when you're borrowing a stable asset against, you know, uh, collateral that's unstable. So, so an example of this would be: I can, I take my Ethereum, I take my Solana, I sell my um, my covered call, 
but my Solana value has got a has 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 a has a a market value right now that I could reasonably borrow against still. So I can I can take my my covered call position, but I can still borrow stablecoin against that because correct. There's still all of the value that I've actually put in that vault. And if the price goes up, it doesn't matter because the price has gone up and you're only going to be losing a proportion of those assets in in line with whatever you've sold as your covered call. But that doesn't matter from the point of view of borrowing because your collateralization ratio is only going to get better in a covered call scenario, right? Right. Yeah. And so like the, the borrow lending protocol normalizes everything to USD. And just right. as we broke down the what we call a payoff chart uh, for the covered call, if you know the asset... If Solana goes above $30 and the strike price is $30, well, the value of each covered call or short covered call token, right, is capped at $30. So just like you have that cap in your upside, uh, the price of that, um, what you can borrow against is capped. But if you deposited when it was an out of the money call and you haven't, you know, continued to, to lever up your position or borrow against it, well, ideally, you are still uh, within your borrow limits. Got it. Okay, so that's that's really interesting. And are you seeing much take up in 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 that in the borrow lend protocol? Because I understand it's one of the things that people often talk about when they talk about options markets is how capital efficient an options market is, especially when you're doing it as a smart contract, where you don't you 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 know, many options markets can do things like capital calls on institutions that have a line of credit with them. But in this case, you can't, you can't do that. There isn't such thing as a line of credit. So you have to find other ways of making it more capital efficient. And obviously for me to buy, if I wanted to sell a covered call in Solana, but I didn't own any Solana, I'm just looking at it and going, hmm, looks like there's a lot large demand for buying solana covered calls here but um i to to earn that 0.35 percent on a week i'd have to go out and buy solana to be able to sell it because it has to be a covered call because otherwise you have no way of assuring the other side of the market is going to pay out so you had to solve that problem but now you've got the problem that the sell the the selling of the covered call is now very capital inefficient because i have to own the underlying in order to sell it in the first place and so I'm assuming this is why the borrow lend protocol sort of came into being in the first place. Yes, exactly. Um, and then not just the use case of if you don't own the underlying asset that is collateralizing the structured product, but also if you are looking to, you could leverage up your structured product, right? If you are depositing soul into a soul covered call, you could then deposit that short covered call structured product token um, into the borrow lending protocol and borrow more soul against it right. to deposit more and create that kind of you know cyclic until you're uh, until you're at your max leverage or your max borrowing limits. Right. Um, and the other thing is you could deposit if you wanted to hedge your position. You could deposit you know if you think the volatility is going to spike one week or you know in the same vein that Solana is going to exceed the the next week's strike price you could take your covered call position borrow some usdc and 
purchase the some of the covered calls to hedge your position and hedge your exposure. And so that way you kind of uh, you reduce your risk without having to manage the position as much by just withdrawing. Um, and or you could take a direction uh, on another call and get some sort of uh, hedging that's not direct one-to-one hedging. Okay. So this all worked very well um, sort of when interest rates were not high. Obviously, the uh, the Fed is now competing with everyone else for capital and uh, is winning because at the moment, the market seems to think that the risk reward ratio of uh, depositing money with the Fed is better than what can be get got elsewhere because America's still AAA rated. I don't know how long that's going to last, but while it does still last, um, you obviously have this, um, you have this, what often people talk about is your hurdle rate, right? And so up until the, uh, the rate hikes, the hurdle rate for investment was very low because you just had to beat the Fed rate. And because interest rate had been so low for so long all corporate bond rates were also like very low and so your ability to get return on capital was pretty low uh and so people were looking to more exotic products now we're in a situation where return on on capital just by depositing with treasuries with the fed is actually pretty high um from a risk reward point of view um and so there's been like a flight of like flight out of riskier um bets in the market so what have you got how have you guys responded what have you guys done to sort of think about what your next products are going to be and how to operate in this higher yield environment that the uh the fed has created for us yeah that's a that's a great question and backdrop i mean you know these products are, are very market specific and to be uh have a holistic financial products you know, suite of products in a platform, you need to cater to all these these market conditions. And, and some of these extreme directional views don't pay enough given the volatility and smart contract risk and other risks that are baked into it to compete with the Fed's, you know, more or less risk-free rate. Uh, so we started working on over the last quarter or two a market-making vault product where users can deposit two-sided liquidity, so Solana and USDC, and that vault will uh, provide liquidity and, and market make on a concentrated liquidity protocol, similar to Uniswap's V3, uh, Orca's Whirlpools, if you're Solana native, um, where it's a little, it's more efficient than an AMM, but it requires more management of those positions. And so the reason this product is is so powerful and compelling is there's a, there's less risk um, because you're not making di- like extreme directional views in on short time horizons, and when there's still a lot of volatility and volume, which which volatility can create volume on underlying tokens and in, in spot markets. So Solana and USDC is trading hands very quickly. Um, if you're providing liquidity to these protocols, you you can generate fees based on you know participating and providing liquidity for those trades. Right. And so, when if you can have it professionally managed, um, and you can concentrate liquidity more efficiently, I'm not going to go into the technical details. We're we're waiting to release those uh, in a few weeks. But when you can concentrate liquidity 
and uh, much more efficiently, you can capture significant shares of the volumes and generate significant fees for the people who are the, those liquidity providers. Um, and so that's really what we've been been focusing on. And and along the same lines is Solana's ecosystem is is plagued by poor liquidity, but also poor blue chip tokens and things of that nature. So along that same platform, we're building a uh, like a liquidity bootstrap curve. Uh, to help people launch tokens. But our, our core focus is really that market-making vault product. That's really interesting. And I think that, you know, I, I have a I have a saying, which is there's two, pro, there's two companies or two, yeah, there's two company types in crypto that to date seem to have been the most profitable company types to cre- have created. The first is centralized exchanges and the second is market makers. Uh, and I think... Um, essentially giving a way of democratizing the ability to earn market maker returns and also there's there's a, there's a, there's often a scale market making is often a game of economies of scale as well um and some of the be- some of the best strategies don't always win because the 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 if you don't if you have the best strategies but you don't necessarily have enough capital to deploy those strategies you can still end up making much less returns than the larger market makers can what you're doing here is you're saying hey what if we created a vault that allowed people to provide capital to professional market makers um within defi and then make a return from the capital that those mar- from from the algorithms that those market makers are, provi- are are allocating to the market and you know a good market maker should be delta neutral they shouldn't be taking directional views over time on positions so you should be getting just risk adjusted returns on your assets for doing that obviously this does this is this is slightly out of the realm of just standard algorithms this is in the realm of 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 whitelisting market makers to be able to access this capital to be able to deploy it on specific markets so how right. are you guys how are you guys selecting your market makers and how are you making sure that those market makers are good before they get access to that capital so we're starting with one um anyone could spin up like the protocol itself uh allows for multiple vaults with different market makers on the same trading pair. Um, So we're starting with one to dog food this, and we'll start with a couple pairs with limited caps on the amount of assets that can be deposited. And then we'll, uh, you know, track the history and perform. And this is a professional market maker. You know, they come from the the big traditional finance, high frequency trading shops and understand, um, you know, how to trade and ingest data and make decisions based on all the data they have available off chain. But so, um, but so I think over time, what we'll see is that there'll be a history of fees generated per TVL or per like liquidity um, in a, in a specific market makers vault. And you can kind of see people gravitate towards the most successful market makers. They might have access to different proprietary data or other trading you know, someone like a jump has very different data than some retail market maker that's just providing small amounts of liquidity to DeFi, and they can make much more informed decisions based on the broader market. So um, I think that's what we'll see in the long term. But it's set up that multiple like market makers could could compete on various vaults, or, or excuse me, trading pairs. That's really cool. So when's that launch? 
Uh, we're going to DevNet. Uh, we're on DevNet right now, this week, next week. Um, and we'll probably launch officially in, I don't know, four to five weeks. Um, five so, weeks. So, that, yeah. so sometime in August. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Well, I mean, Tommy, it's been such a pleasure to be talking with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, really interesting to sort of dive into the the details of sci-fi. For those who are wondering, it's PSY, FI, uh, as in psychology, sci-fi. Um, and I, I definitely recommend checking out their website, sci-fi.io. I'm going to put that in the show notes. That's PSYFI.io um, to learn more. And then Tommy, is there anything that you would suggest people go into specifically? Is there anywhere that any any articles or videos or anything that they th should read to sort of get a better feel for what the product is before they get started? I think read the documentation, docs.sci-fi.io. Yep. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more coming. As we mentioned on this podcast, you want to choose products based on market conditions and risk-adjusted returns. Uh, so I think this this next product coming out, definitely pay attention to our Twitter. It's at PsyOptions. We were formerly PsyOptions, so P-S-Y-O-P-T-I-O-N-S. And uh, look for the, the new stuff coming out in the next few weeks. Awesome. Thank you very much, Tommy. Thank you so much, Piers. I'm going radical, I'm going radish, I'm going radical, I'm going radish. I push be D5, never on a decline, building the future, I feel like a savage.